Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Welcome to the Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. And today we got a really special show for you. I have Valerie with me and, and Valerie has the... Um, I think you're unique in that you're probably the only person I know that lives in a tiny home. Mm-hmm. And tiny homes are becoming popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess for several reasons, we're going to go over some of those. Mm-hmm. But we're excited to discuss this and learn about tiny homes. Yeah. yeah. So what, uh, what got you to do this in the first place? So first of all, just for anybody who may not know yet, a tiny home is generally classified about 100 square feet per person. So that's oh, okay. that's what we, we live in. There's three of us. It's 372 square feet. And so it's my husband, my three-year-old daughter, and myself. And we do have a 50-pound dog. So she, she counts <laughs> as Does, well. Doesn't she get 100 square feet? She gets 70 to 72. So that, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I she see. Gets, okay. She's a little small <laughs> So she gets a smaller amount. So my husband took the Algonquin Carpentry Program, the Housing Construction Program, and okay. that's where he first learned about this concept. And this is back in 2010, right before the tiny home movement started to hit mainstream. It's about 15 years old, but not in the mainstream. So he introduced okay. this concept to me and said, what do you think about a tiny home? I didn't know what that meant. Okay. And, and what, did, what did you live in? A regular 1,800 square foot okay, raised so- country home. So you had some room. Yep. We had a three-bedroom home with full-finished basement. And we started to take stock over a two-year period of where do you spend all of your time? So we just started to write down, you know, what percentage do we spend in the living room, the bedroom, the kitchen? And it turned out that we had a lot of space that was generally unused almost all of the time. Mm-hmm. So we started to design and brainstorm where could we, what, what do we, where do we spend our time? And designed a floor plan around that. So, okay. and you at that time you didn't have a little one. That's right. No. Yeah. We, uh, we didn't. We started renovation for our tiny home the week she was born, which I don't recommend. It's something that <laughs> did take took a little while, and then went on her for around her first birthday. We moved in to the the tiny home when she was one. Okay. So that's we've been living there for two years. So you said it took about two years for your husband to convince you. Yes, I wasn't convinced <laughs> that I would be able to get rid of everything that I love. So over a two-year period, we actually sold everything that we owned, except for our, actually even most of our books, we sold those and 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 the clothing, the day-to-day essentials. But we sold everything else that, that we own. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that must have been a process. We'll, talk, well yeah. let's talk about that right now. What, sure. what was that process like to, to decide, you know, <clears throat> what do I keep? What do I, what do I get rid of? And even people that are, you know, we run into this with seniors when they have to move from their family home mm-hmm. to uh, uh, assisted care or a senior's home, and they're moving into basically a bedroom. Yes. They're other, they share other common areas, yeah. but they're moving into a bedroom, so they have to bring whatever they want yeah. for that bedroom, and that's it. Yeah. So there, there were a couple of concepts that, that helped, and one was who's going to throw this out because eventually someone will have to get rid of it and is it going to be us or is it going to be my daughter so it allowed us to decide why is this going to be in our home and if it doesn't have bring great 
beauty or joy of some description, a piece of art, for example, I did keep a sculpture that I absolutely love and, or great function. It has Mm -hmm. to have function if it's not one of those two things. And if we still sometimes sentimental value, it's hard to let go. Mm -hmm. So even things that I had a tougher time negotiating with myself, I would put them in a box away for three months. And then I would see, did I miss it? Do I need it? And if I, after three months, couldn't remember what's in the box, I knew that I wasn't going to miss it. And some I would take six months. And then I would take a photo. If I really had a treasured keepsake, one was a little, you know, those little snow globe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They don't take much room. They don't. And I had a friend, it said on the bottom, (laughs) best friends forever. It was given to me when I was in grade six. This person and I haven't spoken for a decade, and I so, you're so not I best friends we're forever? not best friends forever. And I thought, <laughs> let's take a picture because I I moved it all my university, college. I took it everywhere with me, but it had served its purpose. I took a photo of it so I can reflect on it if I need to, and we and we gave it away. And I don't I remember, but I still remember it. The memory is not gone, and the friendship mm-hmm. that was my childhood friendship is still there. And it's but my daughter doesn't need like it doesn't need to take up space, so it didn't make the cut for what made the three hundred and seventy two square feet. Wow. Okay, so that's very interesting. And I guess it would certainly prevent um, uh, hoarding. Yes, and I I find, like, (laughs) I... The other part of the the story, so when my father passed away, he had actually, whether we call it fortune or misfortune of being forced to downsize, he would had to get rid of everything because he had to leave his home. And he'd already selected his most important possessions and put them in a storage locker. And so when he passed away, all we had was a storage locker of things to go through. And that was incredibly helpful because we didn't have to make those decisions of would he want us to keep it? And well, no, he got rid of it himself. So that was that was helpful because <laughs> okay. often we have that attachment. So if I get if we just help have sentiment in memories and experiences rather than stuff, it helps us not to go shopping. Mm-hmm. So we don't even when my husband and I go, to, we love craft fairs, but we've started, as we go now, we, we say, where is this going to go? And it, if it goes nowhere, then it stays on the counter. And it just, That's it's nice to browse. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Because our, all of our monthly expenses are on things we do together, not stuff that we, that we okay. keep or have. Yeah, they say that uh, um, there's a big difference between people that buy stuff and people that buy experiences mm-hmm. in sometimes the quality of their life because mm-hmm. the stuff can actually drag us down we got to maintain it we got to care for it we got to store it we the things you own, own people you. i mean look at the beautiful <laughs> storage units they're building all over yeah. ottawa so that people can keep their stuff yep exactly yeah. and those are and i find that those storage places are a good transition option so if someone isn't ready to let go of the stuff Pay for the storage locker for the month, two months, three months, however long you want to keep paying for your stuff mm-hmm. until you're ready to let it go. And after paying for it for six months, realizing, wow, and because you are still paying for that in your own square footage, if you just haven't moved it off site. Mm-hmm. And if you were to get rid of it, you may not need it as much square footage, which okay. is what we found. Which you have to heat and yeah. do all that. Clean. It takes us clean. 30 minutes top to bottom to clean our whole house, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Because it's the 50% of our home is the kitchen. And the other 50% is kitchen slash office. So our kitchen, I can go over the, the layout if, if you'd like, because we spend most of the time in the kitchen. It's where mm-hmm. even we had a, a large corporate party at my old corporate job, and we were at a mansion in Orleans mm-hmm. of the CEO. Mm-hmm. And there were 17 people, and we didn't leave the tile space of the kitchen. Yeah. Huge home, but people congregate in the kitchen. And they congregate around the center island or whatever, That's right. right? 
So mm-hmm. our kitchen is beautiful. I have a full stainless steel, beautiful fridge. My tile floor sparkles under the the low pot lights, mm-hmm. and the kitchen is marvelous. I've got my coffee station, and it's all. I have a family of three, so we need cutting the kitchen was not an option. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, we have a kitchen table that folds down when it's not in use and folds up when we need mm-hmm. it. And my daughter, all of her toys, they go in a laundry basket. If it doesn't fit in that laundry basket, it doesn't get to stay. Because, I mean, kids are playing. They play with a spoon. It doesn't matter. So yeah, well, that's all she gets to have. Wait till birthday parties. <laughs> so when she had, and we've had that experience. Okay. So she, the, even at Christmas time, and we were working to educate our families about what to do around Christmas. Mm-hmm. But before we know she'll be receiving or choosing something, she has to get rid of five items if she wants to replace it with something else. And it helps her to not stay attached to things that she no longer plays with. And I actually watched her want to get rid of one of a stuffed animal that I have kept. And she said, oh, I don't need this. I'm like, well, we'll just keep this here. So the sentiment is still in my life. Uh-huh. But she's, it's helping her understand, you know, it, it is just stuff. The people are, are, are what are here. And it also removes certain fears of like fire and things like that because I there's certain people always grab the photo album or their computer and those two things are easy to grab and the rest of it is all it's it's easier to replace if you have let go of the attachment right so you've lost that attachment to materialism it, it all, except for what's in there yeah you've, you've except for what that. we've kept and does that make it more precious the things you've kept I don't know because they couldn't increase in value from what I are. They they stayed around because they were there, mm-hmm. but it does make shopping conscious. So today is, in terms of like shopping or sale days or on the holidays, I'm able to tune all of that out because I don't have anything to buy. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> well, that's great. That's great. And so, how did you do? You handle, uh, you know, this is December twenty third actually. Mm-hmm. And so, how do you handle Christmas? What what do you, you do experiences instead of gifts or what, what kind of things? Because gifts can in, fill up a place. It's a work in progress. So some t- people love to give and sometimes the, it's difficult to communicate. We really appreciate, you know, tickets to our a local, there's a something in Ottawa, the gym tail. It's a place where she can go and play for mm-hmm. as long as she wants. Tickets to something like that are very helpful. But what we've realized is that you know, it's not when someone gives us a gift that we don't have room for that we say, you know, we don't have room and give it back to them. We just are very gracious with it and then give it forward because it's mm-hmm. something that if we don't have space for it or if it's something that was given to our daughter, she can select another item at home that it has to replace because mm-hmm. she doesn't get to have both. And But we are trying to get the word out about clothing, experiences, things that we can do together as a mm-hmm. family. We love to eat out even though we have a beautiful kitchen. So gift cards, things like that that mm-hmm. we can do and, and take together. Okay. Now, some people might feel a little claustrophobic and 375 square feet. Do you you have outdoor space? Well, that's the other part. So, yeah. so you're not in the city. We are. We're in Barhaven. Oh, in Barhaven. Yeah. Okay. So you're we spend. A, in the that's city. actually a good point. We spend yeah. a lot of time outdoors. Okay. So and we people ask us about. It was actually one of our our neighbors had asked, "What do you do when you just you know you want to you want to slam a door? You need your own space. You can go outside." And that one person mm. who needs to take a breath of fresh air can go take a breath of fresh air. And it actually helps you not to tune out the other people in your, your family. So my husband and I, you know, we, I know the old adage, don't go to bed angry. So that's, that's good. But when you are with an elbow's touch passing through the house, you don't, you, you deal with whatever the conflict is because mm-hmm. that, 
having that negativity floating in a small space, you're able mm-hmm. to clear it out a lot more quickly, I yeah. find. Yeah. No, that's interesting because if we look back in, in, you know, decades, centuries back, the houses were very small. Mm-hmm. Because it was difficult to heat them, mm-hmm. and the washroom was outside, yeah. so you didn't need space for that. Yeah, and you put the the bathtub was a tank, you know, that you carried in. You put close to the fireplace because mm-hmm. you froze when you were getting in the winter time. But families were close. They still are everywhere else in the world, just not North America. Yeah, that's the th- and that's where we got all of our design ideas too. Is you know Europe, it's sardines in the Orient. They're very close together, so all the design ideas are already out there. Okay. We're just re- we're applying them. Here and, mm-hmm. and boats. Boats provide great inspiration for yeah. Boats and, and trailers? Boats, yeah. especially boats. Especially boats? Yeah, because there's no outside something on the outside that you could put a little bin or something. Boats, you get uh, what you get. Okay, yeah. Tra- trailers have the the pop-outs, right? Mm-hmm. They're, so they can expand out the side when you're, yeah. when you're actually in them. Yeah. So you don't get that advantage. Yeah, and yeah. it's... And I find, too, if people, in terms of claustrophobia, layers help because it's not 300 square feet in an open room because our daughter sleeps in a cubby underneath our bed, for example. So we have, I have, a, we have a king-size bed in our space, and we have a, a step that he built to get up to our bed. And then underneath my bed, which is six feet by six feet, there's a twin bed on one side, so it's full fine for an adult to sleep there as well. And the other side is a roll-out closet of 12 feet of closet space. So I have as much room for my clothes as I need because it just rolls out from underneath and that just tucks away. Hmm. And she has her own. So what ceiling height would you be working with? Eight feet. Eight feet? Yep. So you're, I'm just trying to visualize this. So your your king side bed is up about four feet off the ground? Uh, That's right. So we have about three and a half, we have about three and a half feet of headroom, which as a person sitting up, we have about this much room above where our head would be. And it's, okay. so, you can so, you can, so you can sit up. Yeah, because that would otherwise be a little bit claustrophobic. <laughs> so we put, and we have a little padding on the, because the the vents, the the vent part comes a little lower on either side. So we, we put little foam so our daughter doesn't clonk her head. And then we pick a decorative fabric that we liked for the the, to- the decor of it. But it's, kids like to be, it, they, it's like, and even animals, like the caves. We, we like our, we like a den. So mm-hmm. it's. And for yeah, her, like her room is cozy. Her den. It's cozy, right? Yeah. So her her ceiling height's like four feet when she's in her bedroom. Hers is three. Yeah, because the the space of the bed and in between is about a about a foot. So yeah, we okay. each get we each get about three and a half feet of space. Okay. okay. All <laughs> yeah. right. Well, if you just joined us, uh, you're listening to the Inside Track on Real Estate, and we're discussing tiny homes. Yeah. And uh, they're very uh, very. I'm not going to use the word vogue. What are they? They're they're coming into style trend it's trendy. a new it's a new trend, it's a trend but i don't think it's a fad it's a trend mm-hmm. because people especially the current generation of people looking at home ownership they're wanting to travel a lot the freedom they're changing jobs often they're not necessarily looking for a large footprint to deal with and mm-hmm. it's something that they were they we used to live in a college dorm when we, when we had mentioned about downsizing in retirement to go to a home of one room mm-hmm. well we started off in run room for i lived in university and my room is actually six by eight feet when i was in university was my my dorm room for a couple of years so you you just you deal with that space mm-hmm. we tend to expand to the space that we have yeah and i think if you, if you're talking like in a dorm you're probably out with people in common areas and a lot of things so really it's your bedroom Right? Maybe, maybe a desk. Your bedroom a and desk, your a office. A study desk or whatever. Yes. Yeah, okay. So you add on a kitchen and then that's what else no, do you No, I meant your dorm. Yes. Yeah. 
Okay. But expanding that to the tiny home concept out mm-hmm. on a kitchen, that's kitchen all you Kitchen and a bathroom and you're set. You're good. And then go, <laughs> go bay outside. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Um, so we, we talked about your sleep quarters. Now, are they open to the rest of the space? How do you deal with lighting and, and uh, yeah. ambient light from, you know, TVs or clock radios or all that kind of stuff? How, how do you manage that stuff? We don't need clock radios or TV in our, our place. So we, we oh, do no have TV. No TV. Nice. Yeah. We, have a, we each have a computer. Mm-hmm. And so Netflix provide, and, and Sportsnet provides our entertainment after she's in bed because when she's awake... We only have a few hours with her every evening, so we don't mm-hmm. need any any TV. And we play with her. And mm-hmm. the but after she goes to bed, Netflix is there, and we are are the room our little stairwell up to our bedroom. That's the only is two and a half feet there where light could come in. But at night, all the lights are off, so there's very and the you know the windows are opaque, so there's no. So is your bed kind of closed in? Yeah. It's closed okay, in. We have a full than... cupboards in front of it. That's the shelving. Okay. And then in her room, she has a little curtain for her little cubby space. So we found a sound machine is the secret to a small space when one person is sleeping. Mm-hmm. So we have white noise on our... And that's the thing. You can put more money into the details. So we've got our Bose speaker that goes in her room. Mm-hmm. Has an iPad, puts on the white noise, and she can't hear us. And we can play right outside the curtain, and she can't hear us. And kids sleep. They sleep. Kids so sleep well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we have a half hour quiet time after she goes to bed, but then mm-hmm. we play, we mm-hmm. play games and play chess and. And then there, there must be a, a big economic benefit based mm-hmm. on heating costs, taxes, uh, all that stuff. Yes, and I mean I know ours is a for those it, it's a different concept because we are in a larger we're we're in a a small area of a larger space, so we own the home. Okay. We're in 372 square feet that we've designed for our whole family. And then we rent out the other part of the home. Okay, very so cool. Our, so, and often people will do it the opposite. They'll rent out a little bachelor space that's designed for one, and then they'll live upstairs. And we decided to do an opposite. So we have a full mortgage payment with our rental space, and we live in the smaller space. So you almost live for free. We do. Yeah. We, we, uh, we pay utilities, but we live... We don't we don't pay for our mortgage, but the mortgage is being paid for. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. Um, now I I did do a little bit of research on tiny homes, and in some areas like New York and big big cities, mm-hmm. they actually run into a little bit of problem because. Well, the other thing that was interesting is some of the tiny homes, you know, four hundred, five hundred square feet, that are are done up, they actually sell for more per square foot. Per square foot. Then, yes. Then a larger property because of the extras, you know, the, the Murphy beds, the yeah. details, the, the folding walls, the dining room tables that collapse and all kinds of different yes. things yeah. to create that space and the multi-purpose use of the space. Right. Which is very cool. And what it's actually doing, there was one that was, um, I think, I'm trying to remember, it was like $1,500 per square foot or something sure. in this, in this apartment and what it's doing is driving up the price of the bigger units because people are saying well if the little one's worth that then the big one should be worth more and so it's an interesting concept and so part of it is for economy Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be for economics for people that maybe don't have as much money they want to you know or they decide that's just not where they want to spend their money that's right. right 
because it's all choices. Everybody mm-hmm. makes a choice as to what they want to put their money to. Mm-hmm. And so they they were saying that it's creating a, an overcrowding as well in some center cores of cities. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's that's probably unique to those cities that they have they have that problem to start with because it's so expensive. Sure. And I, I think it's it's the balance. I know that certain minimums in the past were put in place, from my understanding, the past were put in place because they didn't want people to be able to be forced to live in a closet because a landlord was able to get away with a little closet mm-hmm. saying, here, live in a live in our home and it's a too small for a functional living. However, mm-hmm. now the trend is on the market demand of we don't need a big space to put all this stuff that we don't own. So if it is ethically built and it has proper quarters, plumbing, heating, and with the details that are more expensive per detail for Murphy beds and things like that, mm-hmm. it's the market drives that behavior. So Yeah. And then ventilation, because mm-hmm. you're living in a smaller space. Mm-hmm. So what kind of ventilation are you using to make sure you're getting good oxygen in there? Well, we had... When we re- when we renovated, and it's interesting of cost per square foot, our area, which is in um, sort of an underground, almost the basement area, is the driest and most comfortable space because we were able to super insulate the walls and make the shell very comfortable because we had a small amount of space to put that money into. Mm-hmm. And then it's direct vented out into the, the house according to the city bylaws because you can't have a furnished unit in an area where you sleep. So it's in a separate room that direct vents out of out of the house if that okay if that and so the, so do you have like a hrv system like a the heat recovery ventilation that that circulates the air out or is it just a regular furnace that's blowing air into your it's a regular furnace just regular in our in our space when we've looked at the independent ones on wheels then having there's certain ones that are on boats and other tiny homes that have just a wall unit that is able to Mm-hmm. heat the home that way or even a tiny yeah. stove yeah it's just more bringing fresh air in rather than just reheating the same air that you've been breathing and breathing and breathing right yes our home is a regular it does have a regular ventilation system the way a furnace and direct perfect perfect yeah so i'm just looking at some of the other things i might want to ask you um so you said you, you look at boats for the design it mm-hmm. took you two years to decide and then two years to build it is that right it was a year to build it and during the two years of the campaign for him to get me to do this was designing it so it was and no square foot or inch doesn't have a function because even in our you know we've got an island and there's the two counters with the you know the stove and this one corner area where they overlap could be looked as dead space because there's no cupboard part that's there so on the other side, we dug a hole and that's her cubby where her toys go, as opposed to it could just be a wall in another kitchen or another unit that's there. We turn mm-hmm. it into a space. Right. And even in her bedroom, we have inset shelving so that she can put the little speaker and her water and her books all within the little cubby space that she lives in. So it's no, everything has a shelf or there's art somewhere. There's something occupying all of it. It's <laughs> not, what's that space. corner for? That doesn't yeah. exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's interesting. Wow. So if somebody was thinking about it, mm-hmm. what would be, uh, you know, your pros and cons? What, what have you found? How, you've lived in it for a couple Two years. years. Two years now. Yep. So, so tell us about a little bit pros and cons of someone who might be thinking of, of making that switch to a tiny home. 
pros are a long list. You save time, money, energy on cleaning your home because I'm not a much of a housekeeper. So it's nice to just cross that off of, of the list. A lot of energy is is put back in your life when you're not constantly considering what do I buy. And that really is a benefit that is because of the space, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Your relationships get more attention because you don't just shut a door. You do spend more time outdoors. You get more activity. Mm-hmm. The cons, I find if you're not naturally a tidy person, then you don't have a space that you just put your stuff in and shut a door that you'll deal with later because that is the space you're in. So I, I'd and recommend... you don't have the stuff not to be tidy. Well, but even it's <laughs> it's funny. Some of the day-to-day things we don't yeah. think of, we, we bring in from, from work or if you've got your jacket somewhere, the jacket can't go on a chair somewhere off in the mud room because there's no mud room. It has to go in the closet when you get home. So things just as you use them have to be put away, mm-hmm. which is good roommate policy anyway. But it's uh, but then the tidy up is quick. So I find that that could be one. And then the quiet, depending on how many people that are there, it's just considering what are, what are the different options. If two mm-hmm. people want to do two different things, but that's where the relationship more compromise does happen as opposed to, oh, we don't have to compromise. We'll go be in two separate rooms. And that's an option, but I find that there is there can be a lot of disconnect that happens because you can not see your family for a week. Whereas even when he and I are very busy with a toddler and, and our business, we we bump elbows every day, we say hello, we see each other because we you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. So that I find is uh, so th- those would be the pros and cons. So do you have a couch? Nope. We each no. have a very, but we invested in very comfortable office chairs that we do love. Okay. And during the playtime, so because the office chairs, we need them during the day. But we have a king size bed, so that turns into sort of a makeshift den for us. When, yeah, yeah. When no, I'm just thinking because, you know, when, sometimes when couples have a disagreement, someone ends up Sleep sleeping on, on the couch. Well, and that's so the thing. You, can't you just do that. don't do that. You, yeah, you, you don't to get the together. option that's to awesome. say, you go sleep on the couch. And maybe you go for a drive till I'm asleep and you come home, and that <laughs> can happen. And it's it, it doesn't, it's not unheard of, but. Yeah. Sometimes all you need is is that that deep breath and a little bit of of space. And there was a comedian that had said that she said my husband said he wanted more space, so I locked him outside. And I it's always it always stuck <laughs> with me because it's not it's not unfair. But we have a dog, so that also helps. Of you know, I'm just going to go take her for a walk. And that all of it is dealing with in a healthy way, as opposed to a silence that c- can grow in a larger home if you don't have to deal with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I've always said you know. My wife wants to sleep on the couch, that's fine. Or if she wants me to sleep on the couch, that's fine. She's going to be with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're so, both going to sleep on the couch because yeah. that's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah, great. All right. Well, I've just got a property that I'd love to talk about. And unfortunately, it's not a tiny home. <laughs> and yet, it's got a great basement. could be turned into a tiny home in the basement. Uh, this property is in Greeley. It's uh, a lovely bungalow, five-bedroom. If you've got a big family, this one... That uh, would be perfect for someone who had a blended family. You know, mm-hmm. Sometimes families come together and they have uh, two, three children from each side and you need some bedrooms. Uh, it's $497,700. Yeah. And a uh, beautiful one-acre lot. So <clears throat> if you've got a big family and need to get outside, you can get outside. Mm-hmm. And it's nice and private. Uh, we have another one on uh, Marcella. It's just just south of Greeley, 660000 And it's a beautiful bungalow and vaulted ceilings, really lovely granite. And uh, the hardwood flooring is, uh, what's it called? 
I just lost the name. Anyways, got beautiful hardwood flooring. Cherry, cherry, that's what it is. It's <laughs> cherry wood. Wonderful. And it has a separate garage, which could probably be turned into a tiny home if you've figured out how to get heat and water and electricity out there or, and uh, sewage treatment. That could be turned into a tiny home because mm-hmm. I believe the Ottawa is changing their rulings to allow for basically tiny homes out in the out in the backyard. The interest is there. It's growing. Yeah, so that's great. So we're glad you joined us on the inside track on real estate, even if it's a tiny home, or especially if it's a tiny home. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thank you.